The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. Well, it's that time on the Sunday morning here on Rivia Radio where we talk to Rob Kay, who's a partner at Blevins Franks. Uh, how are you doing, Rob? I'm very well, Howard. Yourself? I'm doing very well indeed. Thank you very Good. much. Well, over the past few weeks during these Sunday morning reports, we focused attention exclusively on tax and budgets. We'll take a break from taxes over the next few weeks, but before we leave the subject, I'd like to look at the benefits of tax planning and what good tax planning can achieve. But first, what news, financial or other, caught your eye this past week? Well, I think the, 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 the big news for most of our listeners wasn't necessarily financial. Um, I think most of us have been preoccupied this week by the, by the French fuel issues and, and where can we get some? Thursday and Friday seem to be the worst days of the week with, uh, with long queues forming outside fuel stations, um, which actually had some stock. By Thursday, we were restricted to 30 litres of, uh, of gas, but that didn't stop stations quickly running out, despite Prime Minister Elizabeth Bourne saying early in the week that stocks would be delivered progressively and the situation should improve as the week goes on. On Thursday evening, I didn't find that to be the case. I drove from Nice to Monaco and the situation reminded me of the Mad Max film where fuel was the currency and getting it was the main, pe- main thing on people's minds. France's uh, very grandly named Ecological Transition Ministry announced on Wednesday that our requisition de personnel is ready to be launched, which means some refinery staff will be required to return to work to ensure that a minimum service is provided. The government, can, the government cannot order all workers back to work. That will be an infringement on their right to strike. A requisition is, is also controversial because it's also seen as a moral infringement. Lots of people seem to be confusing or assuming this problem is directly related to the war in the Ukraine when it's actually just a pay dispute. The CGT union is demanding a 10% rise for its total energy workers in a push for more efficient distribution of the company's half-year $10.6 billion profit. Two unions representing ExxonMobil have reached an agreement for for a wage increase of 6.5% in 2023 and a 2022 bonus of 3,000. The CGT have not agreed to this because they oppose the fact that a large proportion of the increase comes from a bonus rather than a boost to basic pay. On the financial front, the International Monetary Fund this week published its monthly world economic outlook. Unsurprisingly, it stated there is a growing risk of global recession and it dropped its global GDP growth forecast to 2.7%, one of its lowest forecasts for the past 20 years, a period that has included the global financial crisis of the late noughties and more recently the coronavirus pandemic. The IMF added, There is a 25% of growth falling below 2%, which has only happened five times in the last 50 years. Now, looking specifically at the UK, the IMF predicted a significant slowdown with GDP growth forecast at just 0.3% in 2023, which he attributed to high inflation and tighter monetary policy, negatively affecting both consumer spending and business investment. Its forecast UK inflation would sit at 6.3% by the end of next year, more than every other Eurozone member except Slovakia. I'm afraid, Howard, this has been a very dour start to this week's report. So, if you want your mood lightning, I recommend watching a video clip released by Buckingham Palace as King Charles greeted Liz Truss at Buckingham Palace on Wednesday night for their weekly audience. The clip shows a, shows 
um, a pair of double doors being opened and mistrust being escorted inside by the king's equerry, who announced the Prime Minister, Your Majesty. Mistrust bows, steps forward, shakes hand with the king and says, Your Majesty, great to see you again. A smiling King Charles replies, Back again? Dear, oh dear. Mistrust then adds, Well, it was a pleasure seeing you. <laughs> I hope me thinking this was quite funny doesn't accept, uh, upset too many people, Howard. I think subtlety is, is what is happening there, isn't it? You have to be, <laughs> yeah. you have to be subtle at times in those situations. <laughs> But, uh, yes, I think that's um, going viral, I think. Yeah, it does. Yes. Yeah. Well, the response we've had to our recent broadcast has highlighted the fact there are still a strong desire from British nationals to move to France. But what do they need to be aware of? Well, the, uh, I would say that the passage of time, it's probably something about getting older, how it is frighteningly quick. In a couple of months, it'll be two years since the UK left the European Union, and more importantly, the end of the transition period. As more and more time passes, we learn more and more about what post-life Brexit in France looks like. Now, from a cross-border perspective, nothing has changed for British nationals, but that doesn't mean the systems have got any easier. It's still as complex as it was before, but thankfully... We don't have a new set of uh, post-Brexit tax regulations to adhere to or to abide by. Taxation is a domestic issue, regardless of your nationality. There is no conflict or discrimination. France taxes every resident in the same way. When French residents own assets or generate income abroad, the double taxation agreements dictate where and what must be declared and where the relevant tax must be paid. Importantly, the UK-France Double Tax Treaty is an agreement between France and the UK, not Europe. So the UK leaving the European Union has not and will not change the tax position. But you do need to make sure you understand how the tax treaty affects your income and your assets and ensure you're paying tax in the right place. If you have UK income which is taxed in the UK, you need to make sure that income is also declared in France. This then raises the spectre of a potentially pertaining paying too much tax or tax twice. Far too often we come across too many people who get caught in this situation simply because they don't realise their UK pensions have tax automatically deducted at source. Recent analysis has highlighted the fact that over a million people in the UK will pay higher rate tax simply because the UK threshold when 40% tax is paid has been frozen at £50,000 and that's until 2026 even though there has been a really steep rise in the cost of living. If the threshold had simply increased in line with forecast inflation, and we haven't got that at the moment, it would have risen to around £56,000 by 26. The basic rate threshold has also been frozen, and it will stay at 12500 If it rose in line with the forecast inflation, it would have increased to £14,000 over the next four years. So are you saying that the tax tail is wagging the whole dog? Well, we've, we've certainly seen an uptake in people wanting to move to France. Um, the reason isn't just tax, though. So I don't think we can say the tax tail is wagging the whole dog, but it's certainly a contributing factor to people wanting to move once they realise that in the right circumstances they will pay less tax in France than they do in the UK. If our investments are arranged and managed efficiently, the amount we give the taxman can be reduced and the net result is we end up with more spendable income in our pockets. Very few of us like paying tax, but taxes are an unfortunate consequence or the result of making financial gains, which in turn means they're an integral part of investing. 
This, this issue is accentuated when, when portfolios are simply left to appreciate, which is quite ironic considering the capital appreciation is one of the primary goals of investing. It's not logical to keep hold of assets to avoid tax because when they are eventually sold, you'll still have to pay the tax and you may have missed out on opportunities or allowances or, or even lower rates of tax. So many Brits arriving in France still own UK property and UK investments, which should have been re-engineered before they left the UK. The challenge they then face is they must pay some tax to appropriately re-engineer those assets, but they bury their heads in the sand and do nothing. Another example of the tax tail wagging the whole dog, Howard, and all they're really doing is storing up an increasing tax problem for the future. Can tax planning make a significant difference to how much tax is paid on investment income? Yeah, we we, we, we mentioned this last week, Howard, uh, during, uh, I think the programme was about budgets last week. Um, I've never understood why so many people don't explore if there are more tax-efficient ways to hold investment assets. If you can avoid nasty surprises and pay less tax, what is there not to like? If you leave cash sitting in the bank, and at the moment you'll actually get some interest, you'll end up paying tax on that interest. If you buy and sell investments and realise the capital gain, without proper planning, you will inevitably pay tax. As I mentioned previously, too many expatriates get caught out by not reviewing their financial arrangements for their new lives in France. UK ISAs, premium bonds and an array of other UK investment arrangements are tax-exempt in the UK, but they're fully taxable in France. By retaining UK investments and UK investment structures, more importantly, you will miss out on alternatives which are more appropriate and much more tax-efficient and frequently more flexible for French residents. It's also worth noting that although I started this broadcast by saying Brexit has not affected taxation, under domestic rules, France taxes non-EU or EEA assets differently to local or EU assets. An example of this is France applies very, very beneficial tax treatment to the taxation of life insurance policies, known in France as assurance V. However, some of those advantages only apply to EU or EEA issued policies. So if you have a UK insurance bond, you will now be paying more tax because of the UK's departure from the European Union. What can be done to reduce tax on our pension income or pension lump sums? Uh, anyone with a, a foreign, non-French pension must understand that pension was not designed for someone who lives in France. UK pensions are designed for UK residents. If that pension is a company pension, it was designed to help attract you to that employer and once in their employ, help them retain your services. UK private pensions come in so many guises and over the years they've undergone more makeovers than I would ever be able to list. However, whatever version you have, it was designed to encourage you to make provision for your retirement in the UK to lessen your burden on the UK state when you eventually retire. Whether you have a company pension or a private pension or a combination of the two, they all enjoyed tax benefits during the accrual process which were provided by the UK government, not the French government. The French tax system will therefore have to accommodate these foreign pensions, something that it was not designed to tax. This can create opportunities, but without knowing exactly what you're doing, it can also turn out to be very, very expensive. For example, pension commencement lump sums, more generally known in the UK as tax-free lump sums, are not free from tax if you're a French resident, and annuity income is taxed very differently in France compared to the UK. 
the UK introduced introduced what was known as pensions freedom in 2006. So if you want to withdraw all your capital from your pension, that's your choice. A UK resident pays income tax at their highest marginal rate on that withdrawal, potentially up to 45%. Now in the right circumstances, a French resident could pay a fixed rate of tax of just 7.5% on the same withdrawal. Pensions are very complicated beasties, but we typically find if something is more complicated, there are generally more opportunities for creativity. What about French succession tax? Can we reduce the amount our families will have to pay by planning ahead? <laughs> yeah, um, I would suggest, and in my experience, afterthought pl- tax planning doesn't usually work out, but that is definitely the case with estate planning. The only way to reduce the succession taxes your family and beneficiaries will pay when you die is to plan for it in advance. We were just discussing pensions and I had a conversation with a client early this week. Her pension can only be transferred to her husband. So if, if he dies before her, her substantial pension will die with her. However, if she simply transferred her UK pension to an overseas pension or to a non-pension structure, her pension monies, which she accumulated over 40 years of working, will not be lost when she dies and the monies will pass to her children. There are lots of strategies which we can use to ensure assets go to who we want when we die and and also in the most efficient way. Potentially exempt transfers or gifts are frequently used in the UK. But this type of strategy is not as helpful in France, so alternatives have to be used. Assurance fee are highly effective for succession planning, both before and importantly after the age of 70. So many people have told me over the years, oh, I'm over 70, so my bank has told me that I can't have an assurance fee. That's complete twaddle and simply demonstrates a lack of knowledge about a very valuable French tax planning vehicle for all ages. Can tax planning provide other benefits besides reducing tax bills? <laughs> I think we're back where we started, Howard. The, the tax tail of the dog wagging the whole dog. Tax planning is, is one element of overall financial planning, which comes in many, many guises. We generally refer to it as strategic financial planning. Others call it wealth management. Clients have even referred to it as their financial roadmap. Whatever it's called, it needs to take a holistic approach to your overall situation. Money is generally said to make the world go round, but I found it's usually the facilitator to help you have the life you want, where you live and how you live it. When referring to good tax planning, Bill Blevins frequently used to quote the phrase render unto Caesar what is due to Caesar, not a penny less, not a penny more, which for me says it all. Strategic financial planning can have a great impact on your life. It can ensure you have the right amount of income in your pocket in the right currency at the right time. It can help you to minimise the financial challenges we all accumulate as we travel through life. And when you've gone, hopefully after a long and successful and happy life, we leave those who we've left behind more enriched for the time we spent with them. How can people get the best results and ensure their arrangements are compliant in France? Uh, It's so easy to get DIY planning or DIY tax planning really wrong, especially as the regulatory goalposts change so frequently. Many expatriates have the added complexity of having to deal with the tax rules of more than one country. At a time of heightened global tax scrutiny, getting it wrong can lead to an unwelcome and unexpected tax bill, not to mention the stress of sorting it out. Tax planning should should not be done in isolation or as an afterthought. It needs to be a fundamental part of your strategic financial planning. 
Living Strengths was created and has been built on the belief expatriates need to talk to an advisor with an in-depth understanding of cross-border taxation, including how the French tax regime interacts with the UK rules, as well as offering the peace of mind that your tax and wider financial planning is French compliant. Good advice ensures your needs and your goals are achieved in the most efficient way possible. Can you give an example of how much tax you were able to save for a client? Phew, that's a bit of a sting in the tail. How how much we're able to help clients save is actually probably quite difficult to pin down. It's frequently an ongoing amount, let's say, um, or or something that happens after those clients have have passed away. Um, For example, one example I can give you, the advice we gave one couple this week has actually increased their income by reducing their tax bill by 95%, which will add up to thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of euros, over the rest of their life and certainly over the next 20 years. We were talking about advanced planning earlier and this week we helped one gentleman, actually a Riviera Radio listener, remove a million pound from liability to French succession tax at 60%, which has saved his partner £600,000. But more importantly, our planning has ensured those monies will pass to the person he wants to receive them when he dies, not who the French system says should receive them. Longer term, his tax savings will also increase as he lives longer and those investments um, appreciate in value. Building a strategic financial planning strategy can be, can be at times a little laborious. Sometimes it's also stressful because you might have to take some difficult decisions which you've probably been putting off. But for the longer term, it should be the only logical option. If you want to simplify your life, create a strategic financial planning strategy or simply have somebody run an eye over how you currently have your financial affairs arranged, speak to one of our Blevins Franks partners. Blevins Franks is fully authorised to provide financial advice in France. Our partners live and work locally, so they have an in-depth knowledge of tax, the French succession system, as well as lots of common issues which are faced by UK expatriates. So, to confidentially discuss your individual situations, contact our Valbon office and arrange to speak to one of our local partners. The telephone number is 0493-001780. That's 0493-001780. And if our Monaco office is more convenient for you, you can call and arrange a a telephone conversation or a meeting with one of our Monaco-based partners by telephoning Monaco 9777-5574. That's 97775574. And as we say every week, Howard, anyone can contact us or find out what's going on at Blevins Franks via the website, which is www.blevinsfranks.com. Many thanks, Rob. Can I thank you for that constructive conversation? (laughs) You're very welcome, Howard. I look forward to continuing these constructive conversations next Sunday. It's a pleasure. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Today's world presents many challenges for financial planning, including protecting your pensions. Should you leave your pension in the UK now you're an expatriate? How much flexibility will you have? Will your capital and income keep pace with inflation? Specialist advice is more essential than ever, but since Brexit, UK-based pension firms lost the automatic right to provide regulated services to EU residents. 
Blevins Franks is authorised to provide regulated advice on UK pensions. Visit blevinsfranks.com today.